It comes the great event. Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 23 for Sunday, December 31st, 2006. Hi, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And we have a special guest host with us while uh, Rainbow Bright is away on Christmas vacation. We have the resident New Adventures of He-Man expert. Please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. Woo! Guest host! <laughs> our first guest host. Well, no, our second guest host, second right? Gu- and, and both from... Both of our guest hosts have been overseas with accents. There you go. I was pleased I got some applause. (laughs) That's right. Well, I was going to get an applause machine, but those (laughs) things, they cost money. So, anyway, our show today will be on the new adventures of He-Man, because guess what, everyone? I know you're thrilled, because I am... If you go to your local Best Buy, which is probably the store you're going to find it in, or online, you can find the new adventures of He-Man... Volume 1, which has the first 33, I believe. 33 or 32? 33. 33, I think. 33 episodes of The New Adventures of He-Man, which a lot of you may not have seen until now, so you have to buy the set and watch every episode from start to finish because that's how I recommend, and you always should do what I say. Um, So anyway, that is what we're talking about. Now, Josh, unfortunately, was unable to obtain the set, but he's still going to participate because he has lots of opinions anyway. Am I right, Josh? (laughs) And I did get to see one of the documentaries. Yes. So. Now, and Martin already got his, and he lives overseas. So I don't know what that says about you, Josh. <laughs> it says, I'm broke, it's Christmas, <laughs> and I have two little girls. Well, I guess I should have got him a Christmas present. Damn straight. Oh, well. <laughs> so when you walk into Best Buy or your local online retailer, okay, the cover I really like. Um, it has He-Man, Flipshot, and Hydron uh, on the cover. And it's all, like, blue and sparkly. Um, it's a little darker than the scan that was printed online. That was my only problem. I don't think it's as vibrant. Uh, I think it's actually one of the nicest-looking ones I've seen so far. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because I am a big New Adventures fan. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. Um, it kind of stands out more than the He-Man ones, because, or the Filmation He-Man ones, because I like it how it has more than one character, but they're kind of, they're not just standing there. Yeah. They're in motion, I guess. I, I think they kind of have to do that, because it's, it's not as popular as the original Filmation series, so the, the name and the look of the characters are not as highly recognizable. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it stands out like that more so than the other ones kind of makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it was a good call to put in the sorceress on the back as well. Oh, I agree. When I took a look at the back, when I was checking out at the long, long line at Best Buy, (laughs) day after Christmas, um, yeah, I was like, ooh, sorceress. Hello. Now, see, I thought her design looked really good on the New Adventures movie. Just my opinion. I think it looks particularly good on the box. Yeah. Uh, You never really saw it. Um, completely in the show mm-hmm. but it does look really good on the back now the side has the continuation of the side or the spine, why am I saying side? spine mural and um, 
So, haha, ha, ha, people that may not like the new adventures, you still have to buy it to complete your whole set, right? Because these two boxes will go in between the Filmation He-Man sets and the Filmation She-Ra sets. So you need to have all of those. Now, when you open up the box, we get some nice scenes from, you know, various episodes like Skeletor strangling He-Man. That's always a good thing. I like that one. I, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think they picked uh, pretty good scenes. Like, there was, like, a nice Master uh, Sebrian shot in there. Where is it? There it is. Yes, when he's, the great event is about to happen, right? Oh, yes. Now, the discs themselves, carrying on the great tradition that BCI has here, we got characters on the discs. We have He-Man, Master Sebrian, and Mara for the good guys, and Flog, Slushhead, and Skeletor for the bad guys. I think that's pretty good choices. Would you have changed any of those? Um, I think they're pretty good. I would have actually used the um, yellow face Skeletor, I think. Mm -hmm. Just because he looks more like the classic Skeletor. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Rather than um, the kind of the mask-looking hey, weirdo. Does, <laughs> yeah, he does look a bit like the mask. He does. <laughs> we also have two art cards in the set. One New Adventures and one Filmation or Classic He-Man. The classic He-Man one has Webster, Merman, and Snake Mountain. And let's see who the artist is. Oh, I didn't even notice that. One of my favorite, and I'm being sarcastic, artists, Ed McGinnis. But he's popular with a lot of folks, so I'm sure you'll enjoy the art card. Um, and the other one has New Adventures He-Man, Slushhead, Flog, and Skeletor. And that's by Brian Hitch. So, are you happy with the art card? Um, yes, I think they're very nice. I prefer the classic one, in fact. Mm -hmm. um, I was just pleased to see Merman on there. He's my favorite evil warrior. <laughs> now, you're younger than I am, am I correct? Uh, yes. So, did you watch the classic He-Man when you were little, or did you f watch the new adventures first? Did you just discover uh, think... them both later? I don't know. <laughs> I think the uh, classic show was in reruns, mm -hmm. so I definitely watched that when it was on. But um, I got the New Adventures toys because I was—I completely missed the uh, '80s line. Mm -hmm. So I was um, a child of the '90s. Got all the New Adventures stuff. So I got a lot of the uh, classic stuff just kind of off relatives and mm -hmm. secondhand and friends. But uh, I actually had more classic stuff than New Adventures. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm not sure why that was. <laughs> <laughs> I had both. Now, Josh, did you collect any of the New Adventure stuff? I did not. I uh, I remember looking up at them in the store and uh, at, before the cartoon started mm -hmm. and being like, you know, what in God's name is this? And uh, <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> And then later on, the show started, and I wasn't really a fan of that either. So I kind of bypassed a lot of it. I saw some of the new adventures on TV. Um, I actually do really want to get a um, a new adventures uh, toy line, uh, like a regular He-Man and a regular Skeletor, just because those are the characters that we've followed through all the different incarnations, and I'd kind of like to have one from every line. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have any of the... Uh, of the new adventure. I've never even actually seen the original Human or Skeletor toys Ooh. from the new adventures line. Well, you should get the power sword and skull staff because I have the skull staff. <laughs> I have, I have, that was one of the first things I think I bought. 
Either that or the Power Sword, whatever one came out first. They're really very good. <laughs> They're some of the best toys, I think, produced. Yeah, I believe I read somewhere that it was either the Power Sword or the Skull Staff, like, outsold every other New Adventures toy, like... Really? Times three or something hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally believe that, because like, those were... Those hearkened back to... Like, you could enjoy those without being a fan of the New Adventures, I think. That's and that true. wasn't the case w- with a lot of the toys. And my, I had a little cousin who was just the perfect age for New Adventures. Um, he did watch the classic show in reruns and actually preferred the classic show, but he enjoyed the New Adventures as well. He was, uh, he was about four, I think, or five when the New Adventures started. And he had both the... Uh, sword and the staff and had a lot he yeah i had a lot of fun playing with his toys <laughs> so but yeah the, i agree those were those were very well done i used to run around outside with the skull staff <laughs> and i won't say i probably did that until i was about 16 17 <laughs> i'm not lying all right we have we have two documentaries that we're going to get to those first before we delve into the the fun stuff which is the actual episodes the first documentary is Creating the new adventures of He-Man, and I have to say, I did enjoy it. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of sad um, that uh, Jack Olesker, who was the main writer on the show, he kind of made his appearance in the He-Man community a bit late, I guess, to um, be included on that. But um, we got interviews from Dave Teague. I'm not really sure. I don't think he worked on the show, but he worked on the classic show. He was a filmation historian, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, which yeah, I didn't really understand why he... But he did know a lot about the new adventure, so I was... Uh, I yeah, he did. applauded him. Um, we also had Francis Moss, who wrote for She-Ra, but also wrote a lot of new adventures uh, episodes. And Michael Reeves, who surprisingly knew a lot when he only wrote two episodes. I was, I was yeah. impressed. I mean, I'm sure he... Uh, you know, did his little bit of research before he was uh, interviewed, but still, I was impressed. I was quite impressed. Has Michael Reeves been on any of the other box sets? Yes. Not Shira. Yeah, he, he didn't write for Shira, but he was on at least one of the He-Man ones. Yeah, I think a couple of the He-Man ones, actually. Mm-hmm. He was there in the... Was he at the Comic-Con, too? Yes, he was there. Yes, he was. He was on the, he was on the Shira panel, even though he didn't work on Shira. He was also at the booth signing, I believe. And he is the only person, as I I had pointed this out before on the forums, but they pointed it out on the DVD for everyone. (laughs) He's the only uh, writer to write for all three He-Man series, the Filmation series, the New Adventures, and the Mike Young show. So kudos to Michael Reeves. (laughs) I loved his uh, proposal for He-Man, I Shrunk the Kids (laughs) that he mentioned in the credits. (laughs) Would have been an excellent episode, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one thing I kind of... my One of my complaints, which is a stupid complaint, is some of the episode titles. I, I just hate them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like the episodes themselves, but like, if I would have seen a... Like, you know, it, I'm in the army now, that's an episode. I'm like, good episode, but I don't like the title. And mm. <laughs> same with, like, if he would have done one, He-Man, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> I would have been quite perturbed, but... I think you should probably draw the line at He-Man, I Shrunk the Kids. kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I would like is, Josh, did you find any insights in the documentary that may make the new adventures seem more favorable to you now? I wanted to. I actually expected to. Um, 
and unfortunately it just a lot of it just sort of reinforced the things that I don't like about the show as anyone who's been on hemen.org knows I am not a big fan of new adventures I think the I think the the general concept might have worked okay but I don't think it was executed very well and uh, and I'm not a big fan of the concept in general anyway but um, like I, I think probably the biggest problem I have with the new adventures the, the number one issue I have with it and that was discussed at, at pretty good length in the documentary was the way that Skeletor's character was handled Skeletor is probably my favorite character from the whole Masters everything um, he was a great villain he was already uh, a little campy in the or well, more than a little campy in the original filmation series and um, I can deal with that to a certain point, but even in the original filmation series, it does get tiresome from time to time. They took that to a whole new level in the New Adventures series, and they talk about that in the documentary, and that is a huge turnoff to me, because I, I, like, I like Skeletor portrayed more as a sort of insane... Like, the, the, the jokes and things he made in, in the filmation series were okay, because you could sort of take it as he's a... He's an insane sort of villain, sort of like the Batman's Joker and that kind of thing. And they, they definitely played up on that in the Mike Young production series. Um, but in the new adventures, he's just stupid, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and I have a really hard time um, accepting that because I like the character so well, the way he's portrayed in just about every other medium. Like a lot of the other mediums, I... I like some better than others. Like I, there were some of the storybook versions of Skeletor that I totally wasn't, you know, didn't really care for. But I can accept a lot of those. Um, I liked the way that Frank Langella played him in the film, um, and those kinds of things. But the way that he's presented in the New Adventures series really, really doesn't work for me. I really didn't like the voice actor they chose for him because he makes the character sound like all the other renditions of Skeletor. They either, they either fall into two camps. You've got the Alan Oppenheimer type character, which I, I classify the Mike Young Productions Skeletor in that category as well, where you know he's got kind of the eerie, beyond-the-grave, high-pitched kind of Skeletor that works for me, and that's fine. And then you've got the Frank Langella uh, version, which is also very similar to a lot of the storybook versions. And that I can deal with, even though it's kind of a generic villain sound. Um, the New Adventures one just sounds very human, and there's nothing really very special about him. Aside from the Skeletor stuff, that kind of goes across the whole, the series as a whole from what I've seen of it, and I will be watching it. I'll get the DVDs probably later this week, um, and I'll be watching them, and, and so I, I may reassess this to a certain degree, but from what I've seen, that problem sort of extends across the entire series for me. The, the campiness, it, it's much, much more campy than the Filmation series, which was fairly campy. Um, and certainly a lot more so than the Mike Young production series. And that really doesn't work for me. Like you were just talking about the episode titles. Um, I just can't deal with that. A lot of the dialogue, um, it just, that, that really is an issue for me. And that, that makes it very difficult for me to get anything out of the series because I'm not a fan of that. And the fact that it's so technologically based as well, 
Um, I'm a much more of a fan of fantasy. This is why, like, like He Man and She-Ra, the, the, both the classic shows, I, I love both of those, and I, I treat them pretty equally. But I, the, the Master Show has just a little bit of an edge for me because it was much, uh, the She-Ra show was much heavier on the technology because of the Horde and that sort of thing than, than the He-Man show was. And as much as I love sci-fi, I'm a much bigger fan of sword and sorcery. And... Um, while the new adventures does have a certain amount of that, it definitely is very heavy on the sci-fi elements, and that too does not appeal to me as well. It was they talk about this also in the documentary, since that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. You know, uh, they were, you know, they talk, they mentioned about other shows that were being done at the time, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and things like that. And to me, the new adventures very much so was just a generic early '90s cartoon series for young kids it, there was nothing to me that makes it stand out even the the fact that i'm a huge he-man fan and i buy just about anything that they put the master's logo on um that isn't enough to make this series stand out to me it was very much like all the other shows that were on during the same time period and uh that's that's also something that that uh makes it lackluster for me well, uh, going back to your, your Skeletor opinion, um, yes. after watching a lot of the episodes, um, I actually, I kind of feel that I think he's more insane or more maniacal or something in the new adventures than, than he was in, in Filmation. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but after watching them, I just think he's like, he's insane. It was like, whoo. But that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I think he yeah, has. I, I don't enjoy the fact that that's taken to the to such a comedic level in the New Adventures. There, I mean, he's like that. I think in the Mike Young Productions series as well, like much, much more insane than he was in the in the classic series. And he, yeah, he has some humorous lines through through the Mike Young series, and that's fine. But it the the comedic part of it doesn't trump the you know the insane evil part of the character and i think it does in the new adventure series martin um i actually well i really love uh, new adventure skeletor even though uh, i don't think he's the definitive skeletor by any means and um i think campbell lane probably it's just an odd choice because he sounds nothing like I would ever imagine Skeletor to talk like. Mm-hmm. But I think he does uh, kind of maniacal, crazy evil really well. Mm-hmm. And I think Skeletor gets more moments of kind of... Uh, um, just seems to be enjoying being evil a bit more. Like when he's leaving all the mutants to die and um, escape <laughs> from Galosha. And he just kind of runs off. He's just going to murder all those people and stuff like that. Um, he just seems to take in his stride, like when he's going to um, tow Leviton to space <laughs> in one of the uh, other episodes. So presumably he's going to kill everybody there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the greatest rebel leader at last. But uh, he, man, you're not looking very rebellious today. Uh, upset, Tommy? Maybe it was something you hate. I want to speak of serious matters. Ah, uh, wait. Oh, no. Not Surrender? <laughs> yes, in exchange for the lives of all on Leviton. But what guarantee do I have? Guarantee? 
I'll carve it in stone. The Skeletor promises never to tow the floating city of Leviton into space again. Leviton stands on the brink of destruction. The only guarantee is that without your surrender, it shall cease to exist. Um, I mean, we never really actually see him do anything that evil, but uh, he just seems to get a bit more done. I yeah, think, and I think too, as a whole, the new adventures. Now, I had not seen most of these episodes since I watched them when I was a kid when they were on TV. Because, uh, like they said in the documentary, the new adventures of He Man really wasn't in reruns like He-Man and She-Ra was for a long period of time and I had I had only had a handful of episodes on tape from when I was a kid and I had the, the two tapes that Mattel put out with the toys and after watching a lot of these episodes I just I was wow that this show is much more violent than, than the Filmation show was mm. like references to violence the way they talk um, and even things they do it's just it's a lot more there's more violence it's definitely more like heavy hitting in that area. Yeah, I agree. There's actually a, there's an episode towards the end. It's one of the um, it's in the last five parter, where uh, they actually lead you to believe that Spinwit has been killed, and it's not revealed until the end of the episode that he actually survived. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a kid watching the show, you'd think, oh, they've they've killed Spinwit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't they never actually give away that he might still be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. Improves it, I think. Now, since we've done that, and Josh got to do his big speech, <laughs> I was going to time <laughs> you there, Josh, because you you went on a little bit there. But I I decided I decided to let you go. You know, because people <laughs> have told me I shouldn't interrupt you when you're talking. So, I <laughs> <laughs> see. I read all the emails that were sent, even if I don't reply to them. <laughs> but oh, you know, while I'm thinking of emails. And this is how haphazard the show is. We didn't l- announce... Well, the winner of the She-Ra giveaway contest was announced on the website. So, Gavin... Okay. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so, Gavin from Ireland, check your email because I need you to confirm your address or I'm not going to send you your DVD. No, I'm going to end up sending it anyway, but I wanted to get there, so I'd like a confirmation. Uh, so, thanks again to everyone who entered. There were a lot. It was The winner was... I entered. Yes, you did, but you didn't win... No, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> well, I had wondered. I was like, wow, we got some like entries from you know countries I had never even heard of. So I was like, I hope I can ship there, you know. But hey, I try. So Gavin, check your email, check your spam box, because that's probably where it ends up. You know, whatever. Okay, special features. <laughs> Congratulations, Gavin. Yeah. Okay, special features. Uh, there's one other documentary we need to touch on really quick. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the new adventures of He-Man, so we're not going to uh, really cover it that much. But it's the comic book adventures of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. And it has interviews with guys that worked on the original mini-comics. It has interviews with Val Staples and Emiliano Sanolucci. I always pronounce it wrong. Um, who worked on the new He-Man comic book. Not new adventures, but the Mike Young-based comic book uh, for MV Creations. And you get to hear some nice little you know, antidotes and stories uh, from the comic book side, did you guys? Well, Josh didn't get to see that one yet because, oops. But uh, Martin, watched, <laughs> yeah, I don't have the DVDs yet. <laughs> did you watch that one? I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't really know anything about uh, the comic book side of Hema, mm-hmm. so it was interesting for me to watch. Yeah, a lot of times the comic book side is kind of besides the mini comics. Um, it's something that's kind of ignored. I don't think a lot of people really uh, got into the DC comic or the Star comic releases. 
um, that kind of thing. So it's really good to bring awareness that you know He-Man it doesn't just have a cartoon. He-Man has a lot of different things, you know, storybooks, yeah. comics. I enjoyed the DC comics quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. The Star comics, not so much, but the DC comics were fun, even though they w- were completely different than basically any other canon that Masters has had. Yes, violent and language. Yeah, well, they were definitely <laughs> aimed at an older demographic yeah. than the than the toys and cartoon were. Yes. Did the DC comics do the movie adaption? Uh, no, Star did, or Marvel. Ah, uh, that was good. <laughs> I agree, because it actually has some, I believe the comic has some things that were in the original script that didn't make it into the movie, if I recall correctly. I see like Evelyn the... throwing a rock at Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I think it has Beastman running through the football field. I don't know, I can't remember. I think it does. Hmm. But that's not in the movie, but it's in the script. All right, guess what, guys? Are you excited? I know I am. Because we're going to talk about the episodes Ooh, The New Adventures of He-Man. And how good they are, Josh. <coughs> so pay attention. <laughs> we're not- well, I have seen a handful, so if you say something that rings a bell, I'll yes. well, I definitely know, say I something. I know you've seen the first episode, and that's what yes. we're going to discuss first. A New <coughs> Beginning, written by our good pal Jack Olesker. And if you go to the He-Man.org forums, uh, Jack just did a thread where we can ask him questions. So I'm preparing lots of questions, and he will have to answer them all, or I'll be mad. <clears throat> anyway, so a new beginning. He-Man's ripped from Eternia and placed on Primus. Thoughts? Martin. Let's start with Martin, since we have already heard Josh's opinion on this before. <laughs> um, I like a new beginning. I think it works better for me as an episode once I've seen the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And you can look back and go, oh, this is how it all started. Um, yeah, but it's a good episode, I think. I was glad we actually got to see Eternia, and the animation was... I mean, the actual look of Eternia, like the Royal Palace and Snake Mountain and stuff, they actually retained. Uh, it's a shame we didn't see Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think they did quite a good job of actually recreating Eternia. I don't know why Queen Marlena had blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was very strange. Very odd. But um, I was glad they actually included his parents and stuff like that. That's why I... Did you read the series Bible on the disc? I did. And I w- thought it was funny that they kind of referred to Castle Grayskull as Eternity. Yeah. Uh, and how the king and queen were in Castle Grayskull. So I'm glad they researched and found that that's not right and fixed it. <laughs> yeah, and me. So, um, <laughs> that would have been strange. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, why are they all in Castle Grayskull? <laughs> but yeah, I would have liked to see Castle Grayskull. I mean, it really wouldn't have cost that much money, I'm sure, to drop Castle Grayskull. Yeah, because I mean, the Snake Mountain was just one simple little drawing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure they could have just... Like when He-Man, you first see He-Man in the episode, he comes out of a barn for some reason. Yeah. He's just walking in at, by a barn. <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> he could have been in Grayskull and actually spoken to the sorceress face-to-face or something. Mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred that. I would have preferred that. Yeah. Um, oh, and we need to point out that it, it has been answered. Primus and Eternia are not the same planet. So anyone who had that theory, sorry, you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to rub it in. Josh, uh, do you have any quick responses to A New Beginning? Uh, not a lot that I haven't already offered. It was okay. Um, 
it, I think it could have been well done. Most of my problems with it are problems I have across the entire series. Mm-hmm. So I do like the fact that he, you know, if this was the way they had to go, I do like the fact that they dealt with him revealing his secret to his parents. I guess that was okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it would have been nice if it had been, like, there was, I don't know about all the look of it and things, but I think things like that last transformation um, that he does on Eternia probably should have been a little more like the, like, he should have transformed into the classic He-Man. That should have been, like, the last look we got of the old look, and the new look should have come in once he had gone into the future, and things like that I think would have actually made the story a little more acceptable and make a little more sense. You bring up a good point because later on we'll talk about an episode that you're like, okay, why doesn't Skeletor realize Prince Adam is is there? And, oh, He-Man's here, so uh, let's put two and two together. That's why I really think that, like you're saying, the original look, when he was on Eternia, if they would have had Adam dressed more in his filmation garb um, with with the filmation kind of haircut, right? So then when he travels to Primus, he adapts, you know, more of the Primus people's look, which is kind of like, I want to say their look looks like Bible cartoons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like he's the shepherd or something. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I think that would have worked because then, you know, with maybe the different hairstyle, you know, you could do the whole like, well, he doesn't recognize Adam because, you know. Right, right. Exactly. Like that, but. That, and I'm still, yeah, I think that would have been I'm still much more accepting. Like, if you have to go the new adventures route, I'm still much more accepting of the mini comic uh, transition. Those four comics that lead into what the new adventures were supposed to be. Not because it's a great story. I just think it's a more acceptable story. Well, I kind of like it, you know, a bit I, more. And and they deal with a lot of that. You know, they deal with why does the sorceress look different and. Why does Skeletor become a cyborg? And I don't think a lot of that is really dealt with at all in the New Adventures cartoon. Well, it's I, just like here, except that everything's different now. And I'm I don't just really glad like that. that Castle Grayskull didn't turn into Starship Eternia in the cartoon. I don't. Does it yeah, in the mini comics? Yeah, in the mini comics. That's like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it like rips itself apart or something, and the ship like comes out. Oh, they've got a, um, a picture of that on the DVD, haven't they? Yes. In of the, kind of Castle Grayskull exploding. Yeah. And then this... I, I mean, thought that was... Ooh. It, it looks a little cool, but in yeah. hindsight, I don't want that happening. Like, Right. I, I understand that. A, to a ship. <laughs> I understand that, totally. But Plus, then you, you, don't, you don't get the touching scene where they're like, He-Man, we've decided to name the starship after your home planet. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That was a good scene, See, I think. It's good. Of course, the whole series is good. What are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> let's, let's skip ahead to the action. I'm outnumbered here. I wish Rainbow Bright was here because I don't think she's a big fan of New Adventures either. Well, Rainbow Bright ditched us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. She's, she's on Christmas vacation. Um, anywho, which is not a word. Okay, we're going to jump up to the ultimate challenge because you people that received that videotape from Mattel, it's it's bad. It's spliced. It's not the ultimate challenge, the actual yeah. episode. So uh, I have some notes actually on this episode because I really liked it when I watched the full thing. And I have some questions that Martin may be able to answer. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Is this the first time that Adam slash He-Man realizes – while he's on Primus, that he can talk to the sorceress? 
it's the first time it's explained. You get to see it in the heat, like two episodes earlier. Okay. But um, in this episode, the sorceress goes, like, I'm always with you, and kind of explains that she can talk to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kind of establishes it. Yeah, because it kind of caught me off guard. I guess I probably just didn't even notice since I was used to it. That, that she did it in an earlier episode, but then since she was, like, explaining it, I was like, oh, I better write this down. Maybe this is the first time she did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about also, is this, do you, this might be an odd one, but is this the first time that He-Man uses his shield? Does it just appear out of nowhere? Uh, yeah, it is. He just gets it when he he's there. He gets the shield. Okay, that's what I thought. He uses it uh, two or three times, I think. That's about it. Yeah, I didn't notice it that much in, in the episodes, but I, I did... I've always been a fan of sword and shield, not axe. Hate the axe, so... Well, they didn't use the axe anyway, but I'm just rambling I'm... now. Did the new adventure's toy of He-Man come with an axe? No. Didn't think so. But it came with a shield. And armor. Yes, and he does. He never uses the armor in the show, though, right? No, he doesn't. No. He wears... I think he wears the helmet in one episode. He does. But um, it's not colored gold or anything. Oh, just oh. kind of a generic helmet, but it looks like it. But see, it, it might look okay because I like that the sword is not neon yellow in the cartoon. I really like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, that I do too. That like cold blue, bluish metal color. That. Hey, hands down, the New Adventures has the second best sword in my opinion. I rank classic first, New Adventures second, and then the Four Horsemen design third. No offense, Four Horsemen. <laughs> not a fan. Okay. No, I wasn't a fan of the new sword. Either. Yeah, it it doesn't look He-Man enough to me. It's some weird. I know Josh likes it, but yeah. Well, I didn't start out. <laughs> I didn't start out liking it that much. Like mm-hmm. it was it was a little much for me early on, but I did grow to like it. Now now I like it quite a bit. I still prefer the the classic sword the best. There's there is no sword design. I don't think that can even come close to comparing to that. But, I agree. But the four horsemen sword definitely second for me. Also in Ultimate Challenge, I I love the scene where okay I forget where they are, but He Man sneaks up behind Skeletor, and then Skeletor realizes he says something to him. He turns around. And he's like typical He Man styles, uh, <laughs> sneaking up and not taking advantage. I thought that was a good good point. Oh, yes, this has one of the mo- the best animated scene that I've seen. That I think it's the best animated episode of the series, actually. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it was really good. Now, too bad this one didn't have that little uh, episode remastered underneath it. But I'm going to get into my theory on that later. Um, but I love the scene when he, He-Man he rises up from the, um, what is it called, Fountain of Freedom? Yeah. That was really good. And he doesn't have the ponytail in his hair, so he kind of looks more like classic He-Man. And he's, oh yeah, he's coming out. I mean, well, I mean, we had to get obviously we had to get the scene where he like does his little twirl with his head and puts his ponytail oh, yeah. in, <laughs> which I forgive him because it was the '90s and New Kids on the Block were ruling everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was that was a really beautifully animated scene. I thought. But yeah, I agree. I'm gonna have to watch it again though, since you say it might be the best animated. I think it is. So, Mm, I'm liking this. All right, I'm going to have to watch it again. The next episode after that we have to mention because I find it very odd that, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six episodes in, right? Skeletor changes his look. Yeah. For the better, I think. I, mm, I don't know. 
I'm torn. I like, uh, is it Discs of Doom? That's what they based it on. Discs of Doom, yeah. Skeletor, whichever one came first. They, um, I don't know. I really like the New Adventures regular Skeletor. Um, I, know, I agree about his face. Kind of looks like a mask. Yeah. Whereas when they switch it to Discs of Doom, it's yellow. He has the red eyes. I don't know. I'm torn. One thing I did notice, though, but why sometimes his eyes are just little red glowing dots instead of full oh, eye, yeah. eyeball, eyeballs. I thought he looked more scary with the just the... Yeah, in Sword and Staff, he's got the hollow eyes mm-hmm. and the little dots. And I don't know why they didn't keep that for the rest of the series because it looks really good. Yeah, and then you would looks... have people complaining about the eyeballs. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I don't why think they gave many fans are. I don't think many fans were happy with the... The eyeballed Skeletor. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the things that sets people off. Yeah, I don't understand well, yeah. <laughs> the logic behind it. I just, they were just sitting there and went, oh, let's give Skeletor eyeballs. It, it just didn't, I don't understand why they bothered to do it. Yeah. Well, they wanted to give him that certain flair. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I don't know. Like, can I mention that uh, the pen is mightier than the sword, or is it, which is a very long episode title, and they should have shortened it. I know. <laughs> but Hugely that, long. That little rabbit dude could be like Plundor from oh, yeah. film action. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. So if you all want to see the return of Plund- Plundor, <laughs> check out that episode. I swear to you, I'm not lying. I swear. <laughs> I love the way he just uh, hops away after they finish talking to him. <laughs> yeah. He just jumps away, and they just show him. <laughs> Have a long shot. That was great. <laughs> this is not making me like the series any better, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Giant rabbit men. Disc number two, I, I don't have any notes on because I've seen those. What are they called? You, you knew the name, uh, Martin. Oh, Zeps. the Zeps. Zeps, yes. I'm not a big fan of the Zeps, but would you like to uh, give us some highlights from Disc 2? Um, I Actually, the second five-parter, I think, is actually one of the best uh, storylines in the show. Mm-hmm. It's very She-Ra-esque with He-Man signing the Rebellion. Oh, yes. And that's what I wanted to And being in the woods. Go ahead. Come, explain that uh, for, for the viewers and why you would think it was like uh, similar to She-Ra. Uh, well, he just... Um, Skeletor and the mutants, who obviously have got kind of greater forces and firepower than Primus, drive him off into the wilderness, where he's just with Mara, and um, they have to start this rebellion against the mutants, who, they're very much like the Horde, in the way they just take over the planet. Mm-hmm. They've got loads of different troopers and prisoners and transports and stuff like that. Yeah, that is one aspect I really liked. Um, and I know uh, Jack has stated that uh, they didn't really use She-Ra as an influence, but fans are going to make the connection no matter yeah. w- what you say the original intent was. And it, it was very... it was Because I've, I even get the feeling sometimes in the show that Skeletor acts a lot more Hordak than classic Skeletor. Um, and that kind of just fits that glove uh, a bit more. Yeah, there's even the scene where a human disguises himself as the mutant trooper. Yes. Like he did with the horde trooper. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, hmm, don't tell me you never watched an Ashiro when you're writing a show. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, Josh, you'll like this five-parter. The best thing about it is that uh, Skeletor wins at the end of the first part. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, and then the second episode's all about kind of Skeletor and Flog 
just celebrating that they've won and uh, kind of taking over the whole planet. And it's also got that kind of going back to the violence stuff. The um, scene where Skeletor tortures Master Sebrian with the glove mm-hmm. thing. He just kind of electrocutes him. I thought that was good. Oh, I agree. Like I said, it definitely more violence. Uh, probably mm. not as violent as the Mike Young show, but it's no. it's it's up there. It's up there in, in violent content. Disc mm. three, which I happen to like. Many a uh, episode on this. I'm go start with Battle for Levitan. Is that how I said it? Did I say it right? Yeah, Levitan. Okay, which is uh, <clears throat> Prince Adam's home town. Do they even reference yeah. that it is in the episode? I can't remember. But it, it um, is. It's where he's. So. It's where nephew Adam or whatever is supposed to be from. Mm. But I do like. Um, oh yes, this is what I wanted to ask Martin, our resident New Adventures expert, mm-hmm. because he Adam. I'm getting tongue-tied. Adam uses mind control via the way of the magic. Yeah. And the sorceress is all like, yes, you will learn the way of the magic. Ooh, awesome. Now, does he ever do any other type of powers? Because this is Adam doing it. It's not even He-Man. It, um, I don't series. I don't think he does. I think that's the only reference to it. See, unfortunately, I thought that would be your answer, and that saddens me. I thought that was really cool because I love the whole saying, you know, the power of the good in the way of the magic. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, so they're actually using it. And then I really, the, the rest of the, you know, episodes, nothing like that had happened. Yeah, I think it would have been better if they'd kind of um, let him learn more as the series went on. Because mm-hmm. they, they did pretty good continuity. Yes. So it seems like something they should have followed up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fantastic continuity. Because uh, mm-hmm. most of the, the storyline, I mean, it, it keeps going. It's not just like one-shot episodes. So yeah. that, I, I always think that's a plus. I think kids... Kids can understand and follow the uh, the path. I like too in that episode. Um, going back to the Shira references, Skeletor calls He Man something like the greatest uh, rebel warrior or something like that. And uh, Drissy makes some comment about uh, uh, this is the end of He Man. This is the end of freedom. Today is the end of He Man. The end of freedom. The end of our world. Very, very Shira-esque. Oh, also in that episode, um, going back to violence again, mm-hmm. uh, Skeletor hits Drissy around the face. Oh, he does. <laughs> Towards yes, the he end, does. he mm-hmm. just kind of slaps her away. <laughs> well, you would, ne- would never do that in filmation. <laughs> there'd, be a, there'd be a whole mor- a moral tag at the end, right? <laughs> Don't slap younger girls yeah. around the face. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> One thing I, I will interject here because you've been talking a bit about the sorceress talking to Adam and things through some of the last couple episodes you've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, second to the... And I, I realize, to our listeners, I am the negative influence of this episode of Master's Cast, and the rest of you are more positively viewing the show. And I well, that's probably good because it balances out. But the um, it, along with the fact that I did not like the the uh, voice for Skeletor, I think the sorceress was almost as bad for me because uh, it was just well. First of all, she sounds like a smoker, which was just strange. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, like when I hear the sorceress, like when I hear the filmation sorceress, or I hear the the Mike Young production sorceress, you think this, you know, this great 
powerful sorceress um, because of the way the type of voice that she has and the the accent for those of us here in America and all of this sort of thing. The new adventures sorceress makes me think of some cheesy 80s sitcom mother that's what she sounds like <laughs> to me and that also sets me off a lot with the show like i just i wish that she just never spoke in it because every time she does i want to throw things wow i think she sounds good in the first episode when she's talking to he-man and yes. kind of saying she's had a vision yeah with the echoing sound effects mm-hmm. but then after that she starts to sound like a uh, queen angela yeah, it's it's kind of that like another character that I wasn't a big fan of. No, no offense to Erica Scheimer because I think she did a great job with a lot of other characters, but Queen Angela never worked for me either. Yeah, uh, yeah, she kind of has that more of a husk tone to her voice or something in the in the I noticed in the episodes they really needed to put the echo and that voice actress is good. That's um, Venus Ter something with a T. Terzo. Terzo, yes. She's pretty good. I mean, I've heard her in, in other shows. Um, I guess that's just the voice they wanted for the for the sorceress. But yeah, that very much does not work for me. Well, I mean, it's. I think you get kind of used to it after a while. I don't. I mean, she rarely does. She rarely talks. It's like maybe once an episode when they do the whole like she talks in Adam's Caesar in his eye. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of got used to it. I mean, I don't hate it, but I would agree that Linda Gary. And Nicole Oliver were much better sorceress voices. That was the classic in the Mike Young show. All right, the next episode, because I have notes on them, is Crack in the World. (laughs) And I have written down that, um, oh, yes, this totally, totally makes me think um, that the new adventures, as mentioned in the documentary by uh, Dave Teague, I think, said that perhaps the new adventures were a little bit influenced by the uh, live action motion picture of He-Man that had uh, Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella in it because the sorceress if you remember in the movie she'd give out all these like philosophical quotes you know like the dark may embrace the light but never eclipse it well in Crack the World she's saying like stuff like that like evil will always destroy itself blah 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 you know those things so I, I thought that was kind of influenced she does kind of look like a cross between the movie sorceress uh, and the filmation sorceress um, but I, I really think she's been doing all these like cool little quotes like she did in the movie, and I really like that. The battle must be won from within, and it must be fought by all. Tell me how to fight it, sorceress. Fight by being right, Adam. But you must know what is right for you to win. And win I shall. Um, Cracking the world, I think, has the best uh, He-Man Skeletor fight oh, from yes. the whole series mm-hmm. in the lava. Yes. And uh, Skeletor strangling him and stuff. I know. It's, like I said, violence. Mm. It's not just the whole He-Man does and does that whole thing where he kind of like runs, gets down, and throws the dude over his shoulder in filmation. They're actually mm. like going at it in, in, in the new adventures of He-Man. I, I really enjoy that aspect. Yeah. Violence. Violence is good. You know why? Because it shows the kids the consequences. Look. You're gonna fall into lava. You're gonna. Be- <laughs> I mean, hello. Yes, because that happens every day. It does. <laughs> hey, you could be living in where are there vo- Hawaii? They have volcanoes. Fighting. True, but most people Hawaii. don't live in you know on the top of the volcano. <laughs> well, they maybe the children ran away and they're fighting. Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> that should have been the moral at the end of that episode. But I don't have a I don't have a problem with with violence overall in cartoons. Oh. I, I really don't. Like the Mike Young's Mike Young production show is ex- probably much more violent than the New Adventures show even was. And you know, I love that series. I let my daughters watch that series. They they love it. So yeah, I don't really. That's not an issue for me. Well, Martin briefly mentioned the morals. Um, if I had to pick something that I hated that is attached to the new adventures of He-Man, even though I'm glad they are on the DVDs, are the morals. Because at least with He-Man, and to a lesser extent, She-Ra, the moral always kind of was based in the episode. Whereas the new adventures had the what I call the G.I. Joe morals at the end, where they're <laughs> like, brush your teeth, Kaz. <laughs> or, hey, yeah, contact your local Red Cross for whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which episode it is, but I remember as a as a kid when the new adventures were on, and I watched a few. Mm-hmm. There was one episode where I was so irritated with the moral at the end because it was just the stupidest moral. <laughs> it was it was something about you know when you lift heavy objects, don't lift with your back. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it just completely. Drove me insane. See, that wouldn't have helped me because I don't lift heavy objects to begin with. <laughs> I think the worst moral. There's one um, about reading. <laughs> I think it's on this set, and um, Geppel comes in to Master Severian's office and goes, "Master Severian, Master Severian, I've invented a new tra- traveling machine that can take you anywhere." And you go, "What is it, Geppel?" And he just kind of dramatically turns and looks into the camera and goes, "A book." <laughs> and it's just, oh. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm not feeling the morals. <laughs> I, I do wish we could see some of the morals that were done for the Mike Young show. Because it would be uh, interesting to right, compare. Right. So, you know, I'm thinking, I can't remember. We did get to see a few of them um, that Yuka posted. Because I think they uh, did air them. They were all in Finnish, though, weren't they? Yeah, but I, he trans- He told us the gist. Right. I, I wish but, I, I mean, it would, be, it would be nice to actually see. Yeah, that's true. Them Wait, the way they were originally intended. Didn't they... In the UK, didn't they air the morals? Um, yeah, they did. See, that's English. <laughs> I don't know. That would be nice to see. I've I never, I, I haven't seen any. I didn't even watch the finished ones because that's completely pointless for me because I all I get is the audio. That's true. But uh, I would love to see those at some point. I I hope that BCI eventually gets the rights and can make the Mike Young sets and put the morals on there and make it part of all the because now they've really they've at least begun releasing. The everything masters related related basically that was animated, so it would make sense. Now we have to mention the episode He Man Mutant because it's not about the X Men, but it's about a He Man mutant. Um, I like uh, the the mechanical bird whose name escapes me. Uh, Clubber. Yes, there was no toy of this, and I am very mad right now because I liked. Uh, Zor and Screech from the classic line, which were mm. birds, and I would have I would have been all over a bird toy, but alas, <laughs> they didn't release it. And it looks like it was something that they were planning because it looks very toy. Yeah, it doesn't look like something they like designed, like like Geppel or something that you're like, okay, that's never going to be a toy. But <laughs> it looked like a toy. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they had uh, they had Gur as well, who was Skeletor's. Yes, uh, yes. Pet. It's like they had you know the good one, the evil one. Yeah, and who doesn't love an animal named Gur? I know Josh loves it. <clears throat> yeah, 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> the great scene in this is I like it when he does the whole um, I am He-Man and he like screams it um, and then has a, like a great transformation sequence because again it reminds me of She-Ra how She-Ra says I am She-Ra. We never really got to say He-Man, I am He-Man, blah, blah, blah. I'm just He-Man! 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 Yeah, I never really liked the the whole "I am anything in anywhere in any media." Like I, I wish that I wish that Shira had said something else at the end of her transformation because to me that was just kind of. I'm wearing a skirt. (laughs) Just say something. Say something else. You know, hey, dude, has extensions. (laughs) I uh, hey Martin's laughing. I'm doing something right. I (laughs) I got a little, you know. Anyway, the the episode is cool because He-Man gets uh do they hit him with a ray or something? I can't remember. He just goes into the machine. Oh, yes. Stupid okay. He-Man. Yeah, stupid He-Man and then he just walks up. into the mutant making machine. Of course when he, he gets really buff. Um so he's more like, you know, a lot of people complain that He-Man's not buff enough like the old show uh in the new adventures. But mm-hmm. um he gets he gets his steroids in He-Man Mutant. <laughs> So you can all be happy about it. <laughs> but um, that, you know, I'm going to bring this up. One thing I noticed is He-Man seems a lot less strong in the new adventures. In the classic filmation, you know, He-Man picked up Castle Grayskull and threw mm. it. In this one, he has trouble, uh, you know, opening a door. He has trouble <laughs> bending uh, a bar. I don't know. I, I don't like that. One thing I really hate about the only, probably the only thing I do really hate about the series is that his sword can do anything. He just uses it constantly. Yeah, it's like he uses his sword for things that in filmation he would have used his bare hands, like like yeah. you know pr- he'll pry a door open with the sword instead of just ripping the door open or just mm. punching it and it would fall down. Right. I mean, I, in a way, I kind of see what they were going for with that. Like the the classic He Man is definitely. You know, the the amount of strength that they gave him was a little overboard and makes it so that there's not a lot of tension through an episode because you always know he's got the strength to do whatever it is he needs to do. The So I understand what they were trying to accomplish. I think that was probably better executed in the Mike Young show because that He-Man also was not as strong as the classic, mm-hmm. but um, but definitely more akin to that than the New Adventures was, I think. Um, I do kind of like, though, how the sword does have uh, powers. I'm a big fan of shooting, like, rays and stuff out of the sword. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like it when it's not consistent. Like, say, in she sometimes she would do things, and then the sword would never do it again. But this one's kind of more consistent. I also like they've kind of played off the fact that the sword is the power. Like, when he's on... I don't remember which episode it is, but they're in the... I think they're in the Starship Eternia, and they're caught in that... Um, big clouded mist thing and he sticks the sword out to attract it so it stops eating like uh, Starship Eternia because he's like I know you want the power and here's the power and it attracts to the sword and everything I like that um, I don't know if anyone else likes that but I, I like that yeah I, I'm a much more I, I much prefer like I didn't even like in the Mike Young show when in the second season when they started having a human sword shoot lasers and things mm-hmm. I much prefer 
here's the sword. The sword is the the conduit for the power. This is what makes Prince Adam turn into He-Man or whatever. And that's where it should stop. I don't like it when they start. Like, I didn't like that with She-Ra either when it was constantly transforming into other things. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. Sword to helmet and sword to rope. And sword to like the only thing that was handcuffs. sort of acceptable with Shira was like sword to shield, and if they had just only used that, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it. I really like sword to rope because the animation looks cool because it's just the blade that turns into the rope usually, and then she like flings it. Yeah, I can't. No, I can't no, deal. You can't deal. <laughs> oh well, Martin, do you have anything else to say on disc three? I don't think so, no. Okay, then we will move on to disc four, which I think we need to talk about. Well, I kind of like the mind lens. Oh, I like the mind lens. Um, I thought everybody does impressions of Skeletor. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was quite funny. Some of them are not very good, (laughs) and some of them are. But I I like how he's, um, you know, obviously he's controlling people with the mind lens. Um, but I thought it was a you know pretty fun episode. You know, it doesn't really take much story content, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. it. It's a good adventure episode that I'm sure Josh will love when he actually watches the. You know. <laughs> well, again, it's, uh, from you guys talking about it, I've not seen this episode. No, I know. I know. It sounds like I'm again, just... it's focusing heavily on the humorous aspects, and that. But it's using does not magic, appeal to Josh. Me. It's using magic. Well, that's a positive and note. Rays are coming it, out of Skeletor's eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not. <laughs> that's not a plus. Yeah, the, the humorous side of this, I think, was just there's just way too much of that in the new adventures. That's that's an issue. Okay, we got to get to Adam's adventure because this is this is the kick-ass episode, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I freaking love Mara. And I don't know if she ends up finding out, because I can't remember. She, does she ever find out that Adam is He-Man? Uh, no. She comes close towards the end, okay. but she never actually Because, oh my, out. she is just, she is a smart, smart whippersnapper, I'll say, because I don't even know why I use that word. But <laughs> I love it, because she's so, I, mean, I think she's a little suspicious in some of the, maybe, episodes before this, but it really stood out in this one where she's all like, well, wait, where's Adam? How can Adam contact He-Man? Oh, he's going off to blah, blah, blah. And um, they're all... Josh, what happens is is they're all, like, stuck in this growth, this plant growth, okay? So Adam's finally able to turn into He-Man. And, you know, he saves the day or whatever. And uh, Mara keeps saying, like, well, where's Adam, right? So Master Sebrian has to keep doing this, like, Adam impersonation. You know, like, he'll, oh, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be like... Oh, still trying to get out of these vines, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, finally He-Man runs off and everything. But, you know, Mara, she's totally suspicious, and I'm telling you, she knows. I can't become He-Man now. Everyone knows He-Man wasn't aboard the Eternia when we left Primus. You're right, Adam. We must keep He-Man's identity a secret. It's He-Man! Huh? But, and now Adam is missing must help keep He-Man's identity secret. I'm almost free. Hang on. That was Adam. Of course. Who else would it be? He-Man, how did you find us? When you didn't return from the Eclipse viewing, I knew something was wrong. Then where is Adam? 
I just have to get out of these vines. I'm going to make sure that Skeletor and Flog are gone. You head back to the Eternia. But, uh, but... Uh... You seem to be confused, Mara. Did He-Man leave already? I wanted to thank him for saving us. But I, I was sure that... You were sure worried about me? I appreciate that, Mara. I can't believe Skeletor thought He-Man was one of us. How ridiculous. Right then and there, she knows. But this was a great episode, too, because in the documentary, Michael Reeves gets it wrong. Nothing that he described uh, happens um, in the episode, really. But... um, it's not that Skeletor is suspicious that He-Man has a secret identity. He thinks that someone, that He-Man has disguised himself as, you know, one of the Galactic Guardians. And that's where I have the whole problem is, well, why doesn't he recognize Adam, Prince Adam, standing right there? Because, yeah. duh, I would say, okay, Adam's from Eternia. He-Man's <laughs> from Eternia. Duh. But Yeah, I think that was a big mistake. That's like the big plot hole. Yeah, because, um... He doesn't actually... That's the only episode in which him and Adam are kind of in the same place. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you could say, um, if he did see him, or if he heard about somebody called Adam, then it would just be, oh, it's Sebrian's nephew. Yeah. But um, being in the same room as him, that was a big mistake, I think. Yeah. Very big mistake. Very big mistake. But I did love Sebrian uh, impersonating Adam. Um, but... Oh, I was just so mad because Skeletor totally missed the point of a secret identity, which I think a lot of people complain. They're like, okay, He-Man was in the classic. He was just Adam with a tan and a deeper voice. She-Ra had a little bit better of a disguise because the different voice, the thing on her head, I mean, it didn't cover her eyes or anything, but it still made her face look different and the longer hair and everything. Um, But the thing people have to realize is that no one really assumes that they have a secret identity. People just think She-Ra is She-Ra, He-Man is He-Man. It isn't the whole Batman thing where there is a mask and you're like, oh, who is Batman? This is just – this is She-Ra. This is Man-at-Arms. This is Tila. That's how they think on this this world. Um, So – but yeah, why doesn't Skeletor recognize Adam? Bad plot hole. But still a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. I did. I'm not lying to you. Um, I don't have anything else written for Disc 4. Is there any other one you'd like to talk about? Um, can we mention Council of Clones? You can mention whatever you want. You are the special <laughs> um, I, guest host. <laughs> I don't really like Council of Clones. Okay. I think it's a... I like the uh, Master Sebrian storyline where he's kind of uh, dwelling on his mistakes mm-hmm. and uh, the sorceress helps him out. But um, I thought the whole clone thing was very strange. Like, they get this cloning machine, and Master Seven says, oh, let's just clone all the council members. <laughs> and you can't go around cloning people. Exactly. <laughs> it just seems... <laughs> oh, one thing, I don't know, I don't like the sorceress talking to Master Sebrian that much. Like, why? It's... it's like, I can understand the He-Man connection, right? But I'm like, mm-hmm. why is she talking to Master Sebrian? Like, how is she talking to Master Sebrian? Yeah, and he just seems to know Who's about she? her yeah. in that episode suddenly. Yeah, I didn't. Mm, I like. I love her talking and guiding He Man. Mm. I I really do, but I'm not a fan of her talk. Does he, she ever talk to him again? No, that's the only episode. Hmm. Very strange. And they were so good with continuity. They were. Ote disc. Ote disc five. 
um, cold freeze I have written down because this is a hilarious episode. And Josh, this will bring you around saying that oh, I love the humor in the new adventures, He-Man. <laughs> because I I'm quite look, sure. In my notes, right here, I have written hilarious episode, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> point, exclamation point. And I underlined the word hilarious. Um, because you have slush head and flog hula dancing. Now, I know you won't oh, be yeah. able to see that, but you can imagine it in your head. And Skeletor, yes, and this is not a no, good thing. No, Skeletor, <laughs> Skeletor says, like, some awesome thing. He's like, he says something like, well, you know, to be evil, you must make sacrifices or so, something like that. Or all diabolical plans have, you know, these type of, I can't remember what he said, but it was really funny. Yeah, I do actually like that. <laughs> I like Flog in the background. Yeah. So. <laughs> I look stupid. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. yeah, see, Flog, com- they complain, Josh. They do. So they're on your side. Okay, but, but Skeletor still makes them hula dance because Skeletor is top dog. Um, I, I love... Oh, is this the first episode where Skeletor and Krita start flirting? Um, no, they do it like in the second five-parter. Okay, because... Well, where the first, they're doing that dance. Like, the first... Um, the first time she was on with him, like she didn't even seem like she like cared that Skeletor was even there. Mm. R- am I right? Like she was just kind of like, okay, who's the big skull? Yeah, she doesn't really get much to do until this is kind of her first big episode. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I like that um, because Skeletor, you know, <sighs> Evil Lynn really didn't want to date him, and <laughs> you know, now he has Krita, so that's a good thing. Um, oh, this I love, okay? When they're on Denebria and they go into the mutant bar. I know Josh is just rolling his eyes at this right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I love it how Hydron or Hydron won't. Well, they, the mutant dude that's going to sell them this, like, ore that they need, right? They're all sitting at, at a table, Josh. And he to celebrate the sale, they all have, like, a pitcher of, like, I'm going to say it's, like, beer. Okay, and Hydron he says something like he won't he won't drink um, because he's flying. Afterwards, <laughs> he's flying the ship. This is a good message to the kids: don't fly and drive or drink and drive. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, Josh is just. But I bet that wasn't in the moral. <laughs> no, but no, it wasn't. See, this is good because the moral was in the episode. See, that's how they should have done it. The moral was in the episode. They didn't even need the tag at the end. Hydron was like, "Don't drink and drive." Okay. Um, I'm gonna move on now. He Kaz. Um, while I find the character Kaz annoying, I don't really like him that much. I kind of enjoyed this when he got the suit that makes him uh, pretty powerful. I didn't really like the aspect of the suit because then why didn't they just like make tons of suits and make everyone powerful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hello, mutants are attacking us. Hey, why don't we all become He-Man? I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of He-Kaz or Kaz in general. Mm-hmm. I do like the scene where um, he beats up Flog when they're on the ship. Oh, well, yeah. And the skeleton was just standing there watching, and then eventually he just goes, that will be enough. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Well, what's the episode? Have we gotten to it where um, something, the planet's going to blow up or whatever, and Skeletor's leaving, and then the Flog and everyone's like, hey, wait a minute, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, would you like a ride with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Escape from Galosha. Yeah. When he's leaving them behind. <laughs> That's great. Josh, you'll love that scene, I promise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to Slaves to the Machine. I like this one, too. Um, 
because uh, I, I love it. I love how it's so, like, diplomatic, right? Like, it, in Filmation, you really didn't have a lot of times where, where you know, Skeletor would just have to be nice um, because he's, you know, on, a, like, this other person's ship and he has to interact with the people from Primus. So they're all on this ship, right, Josh? Okay. And he has to be, you know, like, diplomatic. Like, they can't go shooting each other on the ship. So you have, like, Skeletor standing there, He-Man standing there, you know. I like it. Um, but anyway, the the point of the episode is that uh, they go and they battle this, like, huge machine. And this episode, let me tell you, was done way better than the Mike Young show uh, episode uh, of Machines and Men. Was that the one it was called? Was yeah, that was, was not a very tech. good episode at all. Like, when you th- when I think of He-Man versus Machines, that's the episode that, that comes into my mind with that stupid Sortec thing. This episode, much, much better. Um Martin, do you have an opinion? Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the design of the weird kind of alien creatures. I think it's a bit too far kind of anime oh, for yeah, me. It is very anime. It is. Mm. And I am not a fan of anime, the look, or the music. Um, but I like the New Adventures style. I, I don't know why. I mean, it is, it is anime-influenced, most definitely. Um, but you're right, this this episode really stands out uh, with that type of design. There's a weird uh, animation error in it as well. When um, Skeletor and the mutants are leaving, they've got like this gigantic Skeletor. I think something went wrong with the cells. And um, they're supposed to be kind of beaming out through the roof, but they just stand there. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna and to... it looks very strange. I'm going to have to watch it again now. See, this is why we have Martin on, because see, he knows all this stuff. That's why he got applause at the beginning. <laughs> everyone, see, when everyone downloads this and they listen to it, they will also give you applause. So just imagine, like, every five minutes, right, when you're walking around your house, someone is applauding. <laughs> that, that's the way I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the Galactic Guardians. I like this because, unlike, say, Filmation... We find out how, like, the little group of kids get together. It's told in flashback, which I always... I love flashback episodes. Um, Hmm. But you find out how um, Spinwit and Artilla, right? How they join the Galactic Guardians. Yeah, it's it's very good. I think it's one of the best episodes. Um, Maybe Josh will like it because it's more serious. Mm Mm-hmm. It certainly like puts um, the Galactic Guardians to a better use, and they're all using their talents. And even the mutants, like when Flog's um, slashing through the robots at the end and stuff. Oh, there was something I was going to say now. What was it? Um, I don't remember. Well then, we'll just move on. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything to say on the last two episodes that are on here? Um, I like Siege of Ceres. It's the... Um, just a good character episode for Hydron. Mm-hmm. And I watched The Children's Planet yesterday, and it was okay. <laughs> Not a big fan of The Children's Planet. He's No Skeletor, no mutants, and a load of kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best it, recipe for a good episode. Yeah, at least it was kind of, you know, um, you know, 33 episodes in, unlike... A lot of places where Shira, the first episode to air was what uh, Duelit uh, Devlin, which has no Hordak, and not a very good episode not a very in good general. Episode in general, yeah. Um, one thing we need to mention, okay, this uh, in the Siege of Ceres, right? At 
the little description of the episode here in the booklet. It says, this episode has been digitally remastered for optimum audio and video quality. I guess I did notice a difference. The colors seemed more vibrant or something on the DVD than the other episodes. Unfortunately, the quality of the episodes, picture-wise, is not up to par with the other He-Man and she releases. I want to say they didn't go through the same restoration process as the Filmation cartoons did. Don't get me wrong. It's way better than VHS. Um, but sadly, I mean, it still looks really good for the most part, uh, most most all of the episodes. And some of them look really spectacular that weren't even uh, remastered. Uh, like Skeletor's Revenge, I wrote down, was one that really jumped in the quality on my screen. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely worth it. If you've never seen The New Adventures of He-Man, I'm telling you right now, you have to watch it. It's your duty as a Masters of the Universe fan. Right? Yes. Right, Josh? Yes. <laughs> See, Martin agrees. Josh? Yes. Just say yes. Josh is fired. Martin's hired. Okay. <laughs> so, Josh, has, has our episode Walk Down Memory Lane made you excited to see any of them? I'll watch them. I can't say that I'm excited. I have not seen a lot of the new adventures, and I'm going to go and watch through them and see if I can get anything out of the series because I am a Masters fan, and I'm sure I'll enjoy the documentaries, and I do want the spine mural mm-hmm. complete. But um, I'm not, you know, ecstatic about watching the series. I've, I've seen enough of it that I don't think my opinion will change. But I will go into it, and hopefully... I'll find at least you know at least a handful of episodes out of the sixty-five that are worth my time. I'm hoping. I think you. I'm will. hoping. I the 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 biggest disappointment for me right now was I re- I was really hoping that the documentary was going to help uh, help me be a little more enthusiastic about the series. Mm-hmm. And while the documentary was very good, the things that they talked about primarily were the things that I personally don't like about the series. Mm-hmm. So it sort of reinforced all that, which. Uh, which was kind of disappointing. But now, now, Martin, how would you rank the new adventures if you were ranking classic He-Man, classic She-Ra, new adventures, and Mike Young? Where would you put new adventures? Oh, um, I don't know, for me, I, um, the new adventures is my favorite uh, kind of He-Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I enjoy watching the most. But um, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just disconnect in a moment and you'll never get my answer. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'll put it after... Oh, I don't know, really. Cause it's not really a definitive interpretation of He-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't think by any means. But um, it's a very well-made, I think, cartoon mm-hmm. and written and animated most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Um... I wouldn't put it at the top, but I would not put it at the bottom. <laughs> you see, uh, I think I'm reassessing my rank because after watching these 33 episodes, which, I mean, the Mike Young show only had 39, the this series has a lot less, it seems, lackluster slash toy commercials. Um, the Mike Young show had some really, really, really good episodes, but then they also had a lot of those filler episodes that were kind of like toy commercials or didn't drive the story along. Whereas the new adventures always seems to be going forward, uh, and I really like that aspect of it. 
and now that I've seen more of the episodes, I mean, obviously I saw them when, back when they originally aired, but now you know revisiting them finally, um, I might I might have to put it above. I might not have it, and not that I rank it last because it sucks or something. It's just the the natural order; it ends up being last. But it it might, it might get a boost, and I know Josh, it'll happen to you too. <laughs> Well, for me, yeah, sure. For me, as it stands right now, and I, I will re- reassess this on a future episode if need be, after I've seen more of them. But as it stands right now, for me, the the classic Masters and Mike Young are basically tied at number one. I really can't choose between them. They're very differently done, and I like them both for, like, I like the classic because it's very nostalgic and there was a lot of good writing um, on it. I like the new show because it was it was more... Uh, contemporary and definitely more mature than the classic was following those Shira obviously um, but al- almost like Shira as much as those she's mm-hmm. barely number two and then of course uh, New Adventures is not even on the radar really <sighs> blasphemy alright I would much rather be watching the Hallmark animated golden books over the New Adventures they have nothing to do with Hallmark. Or not Hallmark. Uh, who put those out? Golden Book. Golden Book. <laughs> anyway, I wish the, yeah, the I Golden wish, Book animated adventures. I wish those would come to DVD. I would buy them. I would too. Actually, that would have been awesome if they could have got those as a bonus feature. Yes. I, I've never seen any, actually. Oh, what, the, what they are are is it's like... Um, the Golden Book videos are the Golden Books, so like the little adventure books, right? And they took the art um, and they put it on the TV screen. There's like minimal animation, like they'll add a little bit of effects and stuff. And you would think it was boring, but it's actually not. I mean, the the voice acting was really good. The Shira ones, especially, like they mimic filmation. Uh, the He-Man ones, not so much. Uh, well, the he- the first He-Man one definitely does not mimic film- filmation. But the second, the one, yeah. second one, much more so. Like Buzz Off and Ram Man and Orko yeah. all sound pretty much like their filmation counterparts. But they're they're really good. Yeah. Before we finish, can I mention the art gallery? Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was looking through it the other day, and there's some really kind of weird designs mm-hmm. in there. That there's a big dinosaur thing, and then there's this kind of large octopus man <laughs> and I have no idea what they are well maybe that could be a question we can ask our good friend Jack Olesko oh, from, he is uh, once again I'd like to mention that if you go to the heman.org forums uh, in the uh, new adventure section he has done a thread where we can ask him lots of questions uh, about the new adventures and I really hope to see him on you know volume 2 of the new adventures yeah. you know I re- that would be really great he is thanked in the documentary. Oh yeah, I noticed that. So, perhaps I also um yeah, there are things to come. In the uh just um the series Bible that he did. Mm-hmm. I was reading through it and it actually seems a lot darker than what we got. Mm-hmm. Particularly that the draft for the first episode. Mm-hmm. And um it's kind of Master Sebrian and He-Man throwing Skeletor into space. Mm-hmm. And stuff like Grey Skull and it seemed like things were explained a bit better, mm-hmm. but maybe someone had said to him after he showed them the draft, um, we need a bit more action and add this fight scene with the mutants and stuff in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about that, that fight scene that actually makes it into the first episode is kind of like, it's very quick. It's like for their first attack when they break through the shield, one would think that they would have an um, army with them. 
Yeah. Like, not just a few. I mean, I can understand if you sent a few scout pilots, but this was actually Flog, the leader, going down. So, you know, you would think there would be a, a massive army or something. So I could I can see that, that they would have had to edit that in, you know, perhaps for more action. Hmm. There's some good um, kind of proposals for episodes on there as well. I noticed one where... I um, can't remember what the name of the episode was, but He-Man and Skeletor were going to join forces to escape from this kind of planet mm-hmm. thing. The flag was going to destroy, trying to get rid of He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it sounded good. I really think that they did do a lot of stories. Like, obviously, they didn't do that one, but like um, our good friend Busta Tunes mentioned in the documentary. A few of the stories you sit there and I'm like, oh, I wish Filmation had done that story. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really think a lot of fans will enjoy it if they, they just need to go into the new adventures with an open mind. And I'm sure they will be like, hey, it's not that bad. Because I like it. Martin likes it. And Josh secretly loves it. <laughs> no. No. And Rainbow Bright isn't here right now because she's watching it over again. She oh watched, sure. She watched all thirty-three episodes. She couldn't get enough. She's watching them again. Uh-huh. She can't take her eyes off the TV. No, guys, folks, I'm serious. It is a good series. Look at it, even if you can, as its own little entity. Oh, He-Man went into space and he got pants. <laughs> He's less naked, which is a good thing for all of us, right, He-Man? Yes. Fire the power. <laughs> um, so. Do we have any final thoughts on the new Adventures DVD? They're good. <laughs> <laughs> if for no other reason, go out and buy the series, support the brand, and uh, hopefully improve our not-so-very-good chances of getting the Mike Young show on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more sales for He-Man is better for He-Man and She-Ra in general. Exactly. That is the probably the biggest reason I'll be picking up the new adventure sets to support the brand. Yes. Well, I picked it up because I actually like the new adventures of He-Man. <laughs> right. Oh, as do I. <laughs> I was yes. waiting there. I was like, is Martin going to back me up on this? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I did not buy the sets. <laughs> Martin's like, no, I don't want that stuff. <laughs> I've been sitting here lying for the past hour <laughs> just to get onto Master's Cast. Never even heard of He Man before today. <laughs> yeah, who is He Man? <laughs> oh, and I just want to say that everyone needs to also pick up Volume 2 when it comes out because that'll have the Tila episode on it. And even though she looks more like She Ra, you're still going to want to see it. They give mm-hmm. you a little teaser of it in the documentary. A little teaser. Yeah, at this point, we don't have uh, a release date for either the next She-Ra or New Adventures release, do we? I don't think so, no. They really ought to get on with that and let us know when they're coming. I agree. BCI, I know you're listening. Because we, we've always had a release date for one out before the next one came out. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where now everything that they've given us dates for is out and we're just waiting. They need to, uh, they need to give us more dates. I'm assuming She-Ra will be next and probably... Like in February, I would guess. She Oh, I'm thinking more March, actually. Um, Either way. But uh, I'm just glad because everyone also should know 
that if you go to uh, inkandpaintdvd.com, you can get all the news on the Filmation releases and other animated properties that BCI Eclipse will be releasing. And you know that they pack these DVDs with lots of special features, so you definitely want to pick them all up, especially if they're a Filmation product or a He-Man-related product. And that means you should also, shameless plug, pick up Filmation's Ghostbusters that is coming out, a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> which is and while not, while not yeah. part of the ink and paint uh, releases, definitely pick up Shameless Plug as well, because I'm a fan. Filmation's Star Trek the Animated Series, which is out on DVD, and I will be receiving shortly. And it does have Lou Scheimer interview on it, right? It's supposed to, yes. Yes. Well, you'll have to let us know about that, because we're we're all about... I will. Yeah, I'll have it in a week or so. A friend of mine got it for me as a late Christmas present. Ah, nice. I will be receiving it in the not-too-distant future, and I will give a full report here on Master's Cast. (laughs) Woo-hoo. Because there are lots of connections between Masters and Star Trek, and maybe we can use that episode to talk about that. Oh, that's right, because you did want to talk about that, and I totally agree we, that should be covered, especially even the sound effects alone. Exactly. I mean, between the sound effects and the writers and uh, the a- some of the actors overlap and things, there's a lot that we could cover the connections between Masters and Star Trek, and I, I really do want to do that in a future show. All right. Well, remember to make sure you get all the new episodes of Masters Cast. You can subscribe to us inside iTunes if you go to the iTunes Music Store. And no, we don't cost anything. We are free. Type in Masters Cast. Find us in the podcast section. Hit subscribe. Or you can download every single fun-filled episode from our website, masterscast.com, where you can also click submit your voice or contact us to either yell at us in text form or verbally. I don't care. I'll listen to it. We like the abuse. (laughs) We like to be abused, yes. And you can click the episode guide, and it'll have all the episodes. Um, I want to apologize. This episode is actually not late. This episode is on time. The actual real episode number 24, uh, as you can see on the website, I posted a note. There was a delay. I had horrible technical difficulties with what I used to record the podcast with. Those have been fixed for this podcast, but I'm still working on the other. Hopefully, I will be able to get that episode out as a bonus episode. It'll be changed to episode number 25. I know you love these little technical details, so I told them to you. Thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. And we want to thank Wacky Martin for being our special uh, guest co-host while Rainbow Bright was away. But actually, he was going to still be here anyway, even if Rainbow wasn't, because he knows the new adventures of He-Man. And that, my friend, is fact. (laughs) Good Good journey. Good journey. Check.